It's brought to you by The Hockey Shop, source for Sports Surrey, thehockeyshop.com. This is In Goal Radio, the podcast. What a fabulous feature interview we have for you today. From the Florida Panthers, author of one of the saves of the first week, Spencer Knight, gets into a wide-ranging, very engaging conversation with Kevin Woodley. You don't want to miss it because he has a stance on those American Hockey League pit stops that uh, may surprise you given what we know about professional sports and athletes wanting to be in the one place all the time, and that being the higher level, uh, really jumped out at me. And in our gear segment, we are going to chat about coveted masks, uh, maybe not uh, uh, one of the frontline masks that uh, that people get uh, all, give all the attention to, but certainly has tested well in, uh, in a test uh, sponsored by the National Hockey League. That is coming up with Cam and Kevin as we bring in the co-founders of Ingle Magazine, Kevin Woodley and David Hutchison. David, um, we got a lot going on today. I want your Vesna pick, but you can't name a Russian in it because everybody's going to go Vasilevsky or Sorokin or Samsonov, Samsonov uh, or Shesterkin. <laughs> Run down mm-hmm. the list of the Russians. Uh, but uh, uh, we also have uh, October Saves uh, chatting uh these this week, uh, that campaign continues. Where do I begin? This is like a Kevin Woodley interview. You just asked me yes. three questions, I think, and I'm not sure which one to answer. I'm, ru- it's deep. I'm rubbing all of the above. I'm rubbing off on Darren. I'm so happy. <laughs> I mean, if the only way to answer those together would be to uh, pick one of the Washington Capitals, like maybe Darcy Kemper, because he's involved in yeah. October saves, and they are counting his, nice. his saves as part of this. Uh, great charitable effort. So um, I'm sorry. Sorry, Darcy. I love what you were doing uh, for October saves. And uh, and I think it's it's a great thing to get behind. But um, if I'll start with my pick, my non uh, Russian pick for the Vesna trophy. Uh, let's go Freddie Anderson. I think he's got an opportunity to have a, a great season behind a fantastic team in Carolina. And uh, and I think the time is his. Uh, Toronto Maple Leaf fans are going to be looking at this, wishing they'd kept him a few years ago. He might, he might've been the answer to get them through a few rounds of the playoffs. And I think he will lead the league this year in winning, uh, the Vesna trophy for non-Russian goaltenders. Uh, Woodley, uh, let's stay on that theme well, so it's, with the, with the Vesna. So the hell with you, Hutch, cause I don't know if you listened to, I was on another podcast this morning as a guest. Why would I listen to you on any other show? That's true. Yeah. But, uh, Freddie was my, was my pick and that's what I was going to use here. But since you've done it, uh, and you know, I love to answer with more than one. I, I was so thankful Darren asked me first. Con- what about, what about, and he's got one. So I feel like this shouldn't be an outside the box, but you said just non-Russians. It's only one game, and he was brilliant on a big stage against one of the top early teams in the National Hockey League. The defense wasn't great in front of him, but I actually expect it to get better because of a coaching change. Have we maybe written, I don't think anybody wrote him off, but have we maybe forgotten about Connor Hellebuck prematurely? Because um, he looked really good early. And my second one, you want outside the box? You're neck of the woods, Darren. Everyone asks questions about the Vegas Golden Knights goaltending. What are they going to do without Robin Lehner? And you know I'm as big a Robin Lehner fan as anyone. But the reality is Logan Thompson's numbers last season, if he were to have produced them for an entire year, were a 100% worthy of Vesna Trophy conversation. And he's off to an almost identical start statistically this year when I look at the underlying profile. 
Logan Thompson, if he can maintain it, and that is a big if, because doing it for 82 or over the course of an 82-game season is not easy. But for all the question marks surrounding him, all he's done is go out there and stop the puck at a top 10 level in the National Hockey League. So if I'm going outside the box, because I feel like Hellebuck isn't, considering he's already got a Vesna, uh, let's, let's go way outside the box and go with Logan. Did I have to go outside the box on this one? I didn't know that was an no, option. There was no outside the box. Woody's now All I said was non-Russian. Too. That's good. Well, yeah. you stole my, you stole my, uh, you stole my <laughs> other ones. So I just said non-Russian because we would all have the same one or two names. That's true. That's why, and 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 that's not taking away from Vasilevsky or Shosturkin. Those are the the favorites to win the oh, award. Hey, I just wanted. If, I wanted to spice things up, but then he added this whole outside the box okay, thing. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. So are we just, is it all Russians? Because like Ilya Sorokin, some people, when I, I gave that answer earlier this year, and people are like, ooh. And then it, he was another, my pick last year. So that means he's probably winning this year because I have a track record on that. There you go. So Sorokin, does he count? Uh, he's Russian, Darren, but he, do you consider him in that same vein? Because some people do. I wasn't allowed to yes, use. Yes, he's Russian. Okay. No, but do you consider him like he's at that level where we, you know, it's like the you can't pick Gretzky in your hockey pool. Like, remember the years when you weren't allowed to pick him? Like, you can't pick those Dude, he three. said not Russian. You can't even pick Trecek. Oh, man. I don't know why this was so hard. Maybe I did ask too many questions at the start. I'm easily confused. But I thought it was honest. fairly simple. I'm, I'm easily confused. I'm not the brightest guy. Well, as long as he's going outside the box, I'm not going to pick this as a Vesna Trophy winner. But we hear him talking a lot, including in the feature interview this week, about the passing of the torch and the greats that have retired recently. I think this is the year we see one of the young guys really step it up and make a name for himself. Somebody, you know, a Carter Hart, a Spencer Knight, uh, maybe even Stuart Skinner. He's on pace right now for letting in zero goals this season. Great start to the year. Somebody's going to step up and show that they're one of the new guys this year. Looking forward to seeing what happens. Well, if Logan Thompson is in the Vesna mix, and he'd be he a young guy too, wins yeah. the Calder, the last goaltender to win the Vesna and the Calder in the same year, Ed Belfour. Hmm. Back in 1991, Tom Barrasso also did it uh, when he broke into the league in the mid 80s. But that would be did Dryden do it? White. I don't know whether Dryden did it. Tony Esposito did it. With fifth, was the Vesna not different? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Like, it was basically the equivalent of the Jennings. The Jennings. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he did it with fifteen shutouts as a rookie. Mm-hmm. That's that that's should going uh, way back. put you in, that should put you into consideration. I think so. Yeah. Uh, nobody mentioned Jacob Markstrom. That's my pick. Okay, there you go. Just uh, throw that in. I'm not going to give you twenty guys like like Woody, <laughs> and I'm not going <laughs> to start making up making up different. Uh, classifications or anything like that but uh, however if the voting ends on a thursday then i have a different pick yes (laughs) listen listen are the gm still voting on the award because it might as well be like it used to be sort of like the jennings because you can just basically pick the top three guys in wins and that's who they're going to the winnings yeah well i'll give everybody a a vesna caliber type uh, consideration if you're involved in october saves woody 100%. And if you are involved in October saves and you're signed up and raising money uh, for to help in the fight against cancer, you are eligible for some great prizes, including this week, uh, autographed Carey Price jersey, courtesy of Ingold Magazine. 
We've teamed up with October Saves on a number of different initiatives, gave away some in-goal swag last week, some the very coveted, a limited edition in-goal magazine goalie jersey, some t-shirts, three-quarter zip hoodie. This week, Carey Price signed jersey. Next week, Connor Hellebuck autographed sticks. Speaking of Vesna Trophy winners, um, we got lots of great stuff. October Saves does lots of great things. I really recommend you sign up and... Another way that we've teamed up with them is just by basically donating. Well, not basically, we are donating. 50% of all new subscription revenue in the month of October is being donated to October Save. So if you've been sitting on the fence about when to sign up for InGoal Premium to get all that exceptional content, pro reads, video breakdown sessions with NHL goalies explaining their reads and their save selections, why they choose a certain save, what they're looking for from attacking players, what they look for on pass options, all those great things. Uh, drills, tips, all kinds of stuff from NHL goalies and goalie coaches. 50 bucks a year, half of it in the month of October goes to October saves. Never been a better time to raise money for a great charity and become an Ingle Premium member. Make sure you check it out. It's on the front page of our website. There's a link there, ingolemag.com. Uh, both how to sign up and get involved with October saves. Even though the month is more than half over, it's not too late. You got two weeks left. Great prizes await. And sign up for Ingle Premium and half your money goes to October Saves to help raise money in the fight against cancer. Check it out now at IngleMag.com. Oh, awesome uh, ability to help a great cause and also uh, benefit yourself as a goaltender or that goaltender in your family. When you talk about uh, which save selection uh, goaltenders will lean on at a certain time, how about the Spencer Knight glove save, Hutch, or that beautiful save? By, uh, by our buddy with the Montreal Canadiens coming up with a stick grab and knocking that out of the air. A couple of save of the year candidates, one on each side. Uh, that's the kind of stuff we live for, and we've seen lots of it already this year. I, w- I want to throw in as my dark horse for this uh, save. Uh, it's not even really a save. The Jack Campbell hit as well. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so that was another highlight for me. But, uh, yeah, great to see these guys... Uh, Doing what they do best early in the season. Thank, thank heavens hockey's back, boys. What save impressed you more, Woody? Jake Allen reaching back with the top of the stick blade or that Spencer Knight cross-crease glove? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's two totally different saves. Yeah, I love like you can see Jake watches it the whole way, right? Like it's not just a wild flail desperation. I I reach my paddle across and the guy hit it. Like he's tracking that thing and he's put it like he's actively getting that stick on that puck up in the corner. But I still I think I got to go. Man, is there anything better than than a backdoor glove save? I mean, you know, a lot of goalies are getting across with the pad. But not a lot of goalies are getting that rotation and coming across with the glove, not just over top of the pad and access to that puck and seeing it, but actually being able to, like some guys will have it there, but like that's a reactive save. Like you can see that he's tracking that and sees it. And I mean, I'm so, and plus he's our featured guest this week in such a great interview. Mm-hmm. Spencer Knight. I'm going Fair Spencer enough. Knight. Sorry, Jake. Jake's, Jake's got <laughs> other things to celebrate. He's, he's got the night off tonight. They're expecting their third child. Uh, he's away from the team for that. So he's got bigger things. He doesn't need our our prizing right now. He's got bigger prizes in life. We're going to give him this one to the kid, Spencer. Boy, he, he was rock solid in those first couple of games. At the Spencer Knight play, though, he, there was no cheating on that. Like He followed it in across to his right and then back to his left. He, he wasn't uh, over uh, 
challenging that pass across. I, I love it. I think that's a really good point, actually, Darren. The fact that it was an over and back, like that's an incredible read, an incredible ability to hold your edges so you can make that play. I think that's the kind of stuff that we live for. I also love to see the way he loaded up and got such a solid, like, like again, not just a push, not just a desperation push, but like no. really good rotation, stays over top of it. Patience. And the way he loads up that push leg makes me wonder, and we'll hear about it in the interview. What kind uh, of skates he's wearing? Bauer Connect. So um, we'll have a, you know another one of the converts. We'll hear from Spencer Knight about what he likes about those skates and what modification Bauer made to his ones. I've seen a couple of the Bauer Connect skates on professionals, and I've seen a couple of the custom modifications that maybe equipment managers are doing, different ways to to tweak the skate. Uh, I'll, I'll pass that along as well. Oh, we I want to hear more about that. Oh, yeah. Darren. See, I'm we're, jealous, Darren, because we're still not in the locker room here in Vancouver, so oh, yeah. I'm missing that opportunity soon, though, soon. Where can you get if you wanted to buy our connect skates you can get them at the hockey shop or the hockey shop.com and the one thing that i will say about the bauer connect skate it's very important that you get them fitted properly we talked about this when we launched our first review you need to sometimes you won't even be able to get your foot in that skate before it's been baked so you really need to be dealing with experts that understand the process how the skate works and how to fit it properly to you. Because it really is a custom skate out of the box. And whether it's Bauer, whether it's True, whether it's CCM, doesn't matter. When you need that type of expert advice, when you need the expertise on how to properly fit equipment, how to choose equipment that fits your game, there's no better place to get it than the hockey shop Currently in Surrey, soon to be Langley. Big move coming up, folks. But also thehockeyshop.com. Cam, we love to celebrate him here, um, leads the crew. But the reality is the entire staff. You go down to Goalie Utopia, the basement at the current location, or wherever they have it at the new location. Can't wait to show it to you. And talk to anyone in the goalie department. This isn't like going into some big box store and the guy who happens to walk by as you're looking at pads never played the position. Everyone in the hockey shop goalie department, they not just play it, but they're passionate about it. It's just like us. Like they love this position. They love the nitty gritty details of why something might work for you or might not work for you. And they will help you find the equipment, whether it's the Bauer Connect or not. They won't just sell you the latest and greatest unless it's going to fit, unless it's going to work. That's why we go to the Hockey Shop Source for Sports. That's why you should shop at the Hockey Shop Source for Sports or thehockeyshop.com. Great prices, but even better service by people that not just play the position, but have the same type of passion that we have for the position at ingoldmag.com. Don't let me forget the little modifications some guys are making to the skate uh, at the higher level just to make it so personal uh, for them. Uh, but I want to add that after the Spencer Knight conversation uh, in a little bit because it, it plays off what Spencer says uh, about the, the wheels. Uh, what's happening over at uh, the hockey shop, the hockey shop source for sports, uh, Surrey? Uh, a lot of uh, discussion this week about masks, Woody. And maybe a new player based on test results that uh, that the National Hockey League sponsored. Now, test results, please take with a little uh, grain of salt. I'm not saying that the, that they're they're 
all bad or they're all good. I think it's great that we're doing them. And and any little test result uh, is is going to give you some information, but um, please take the whole thing uh, in context. But uh, we're talking about Covenant Mass this yeah, week. Yeah, and Covenant has scored really well when the NHL did its testing. Now, puck impacts at 80 miles an hour and 100 miles an hour, as well as uh, what they call linear impacts. In other words, sort of like more like getting hit by a board, both straight on and from the side. Um, the NHL brought this about in March. I think our good friend uh, on Instagram, the Goalnet, published some of the results and showed that Coveted did really well here, and it was actually both models. It, it, what really surprised me is that not only did the higher-end pro and senior models do well, but the lower price point base model did really well. And so seeing some of those results and being in the hockey shop, that was the one thing. They had that mask wall, and they got so many different... What I love is that they bring in other brands, not just the big, the big names, not just the big companies, but they bring in some of these smaller you know, handmade brands like Coveted. And they'd been, I'd seen them on the wall, but we had never talked about them. So seeing these great results from the NHL testing, knowing that they had them in there, I think the thing I like most about the selection at the hockey shop when it comes to masks is we all know how important fit is when it comes to safety of masks. It's, it's you know, I go back to the Eddie Schultz from Eddie Mask Days and him telling me fit is the most important thing. NHL goalies, fit is the most important thing. By having all these different models and all these different brands, those experts at the hockey shop can make sure they can find a fit that works for you. And special note here, when it comes to Coveted, Cam has the ability to do a little playing with the foam package to help make sure it fits you as a goalie. I'll let him explain in our latest gear segment. Welcome back to the Hockey Shop Source for Sports. I'm down here again with Cam Matwiv and Goalie Utopia, surrounded by all the latest and greatest in goaltending equipment. But today we're actually going to go to a product that's been here in the shop for a while. They've had success selling it, good feedback with the customers. I've seen it on the over on the mask wall every time I come in, but we haven't actually talked about it on the gear segment. And that is a product I'm not familiar with, one you're going to have to sort of fill me in on, Coveted Masks. We've talked a lot about Bauer, CCM, Warrior, all the sort of mainstream brands. We haven't talked about Coveted. So Cam, right off the hop, other than a really cool emblem, what is the difference in Coveted masks between some of the bigger brands? What what makes Coveted stand out? What makes them special? What makes the feedback so good from your customers? So Coveted, smaller brand, and built in Canada. Ron Stefniak, manufacturing the mask, started the company. Um, Basically, we're getting that care factor and that feel-wise for what would be that you know 500-ish price point um, that you would see normally on the wall, which would be a lot of the company's entry-level fiberglasses um, masks. So we have the A5 kind of sliding in there. Um, again, similar price point, but you're getting a full um, fiberglass mask with Kevlar reinforcement all the way throughout, hand-laid. Year warranty on the mask too, which is something that's kind of unheard of, especially at that price point. Um, there's a lot of positive things here for for you know a, a competing mask, where you know a lot of other ones is kind of just that you know just fiberglass. That's it, you know, entry price point kind of idea. So we can really get a chance to dial in the fit with the mask too, as well. Um, a lot of um, flexibility in terms of being able to kind of uh, dial in the foam. 
this is something I want to do like in-house with you, for example. It wouldn't be uh, an over-the-phone option, but we have the ability to work with uh, Ron and Coveted to be able to create you know, that perfect-fitting mask for you. So just much like we see at the pro level, um, the shell doesn't change uh, in a lot of cases. It's just the foams that are changed. Mm -hmm. uh, traditional foam. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen some Standard of the bigger VN companies go with impact sort of absorbing high-end foams. This is standard, like you said, VN liner. But, um, I mean, again, right up to the National Hockey League, uh, some of the, like, so many goalies going over to Pro's Choice, that is a traditional foam-type liner, and Correct. they just build out the foams to sort of make the mask fit the head in part. Um, that's the option we have here. Yes, yeah. So uh, we're getting uh, three, well, variations in terms of the overall shell size. But uh, we start with the youth mask, so it's just the one size in youth. Then I have junior, small, medium, and then uh, senior, large, extra large. Um, basically, that junior helmet between the small and the medium, it's the exact same shell shape, but uh, it's the foam package that changes you know, between the two sizes. Same thing with the senior. Same shell shape, but large is one size of foam, and then XL is one size of foam. All right, so that's the A5. Like you said, in the $500 price point range, um, fiberglass mask with... Kevlar reinforcement, hand-laid, Canadian-made, coveted mask, but it's not the only option you have on the wall when it comes to options from coveted. We've also got the 906, which I think based on the name, I'm guessing feels a little bit like a heavier mask, so probably more Kevlar in there in this one, Kevlar throughout, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, as you can see by the look and sort of profile of it, uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say that 906 probably tells us this is somewhat related to an old school 960. Uh, you can see the chin profile. What, what, el like what changes in this? We're into sort of more of a $1,000 mask uh, versus 500. Uh, what changes in this from the, from the A5 to the 906? So yeah, once again, we are talking about like, jumping up to that pro level mask. So again, competing levels with that CCM pro mask and the enemy one, the warrior uh, and the phantom pro. Um, again, in terms of fit wise, um, a little bit more of an open fit. Uh, again, the ability to dial that in a little bit more, something we'd want to do in-house. Uh, who's it for? Again, you're looking for that pro-level helmet. You are seeing that increase in terms of overall protection provided by that, um, that Kevlar lay that he is doing there. We've seen this worn in the National Hockey League? Yes, we have. Malcolm Subban? Malcolm Subban would be the one. Anybody yes. else? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, I believe... Uh, Cascasulo has a two-piece helmet, but it's not something we offer off the bat, okay, but it so is again, made by but Obviously, like, you know, right up to the highest level, this is a builder, a mask maker that we've seen goalies at that level put their trust in. Yep. Uh, so if you're heading into junior, maybe even major midget, as the shots are getting a lot harder and you're worried about that extra level of protection, uh, beer leaguers probably getting away with the A5 unless you're playing a really high level and you might look to upgrade to this. At the end of the day, you're just getting more protection in this one. Like you said, Correct. that full Kevlar uh, reinforcement. Any other differences between this and the A5? Uh, well, shape, you can see that you right off the bat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we covered kind of most of it there right off the bat. A um, couple quick notes. Um, both masks are HEC and CSA certified. So um, you got to shop it down in the States. This is an option that you can uh, Goes use. Goes across the border. At cross-border ships. So definitely check that out. Um, again, great overall fit, backed with good warranty. Uh, it's a half year on the 906, again, one year on that A5. We're talking about structural uh, faults in the mask, anything like that. You know, uh, paint chips and dings and like that are going to happen over the course. It is hockey we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. They are shooting at our heads. Yes. Well, hopefully not, but it tends to happen. You should see my beer league team. That's warm-ups. 
Uh, I also noticed like just, I mean, hopefully I've got this right, but uh, instead of just a little leather tab in between the cage and the shell, looks like a, a little bit of almost like a rubber grommet that sort of seals that. So I'd imagine a little bit of impact protection, a little bit just of a little stability. Bit, just, just trying to set yourself aside on, on that wall of just having something slightly a little bit different. So Love it. Coveted. I wish I'd known more about them before. Uh, as you said, handcrafted in Canada. Uh, good feeling, good looking product. We'll get some, some more shots of that up. Cam, really appreciate you walking us through this option. If you got any questions, uh, especially when it comes to that option to sort of dial in the foam to your head, uh, something we want to do, as Cam mentioned a couple times, in-store as opposed to the hockeyshop.com customers. But if you're, if you're around and in the area, you don't mind Cam touching your head with a tape measure, uh, make sure you come down and, and, and check it out. If you got any questions about it, where can they get you? You can get me 604-589-8299 or 1-800-567-7790. Coveted mask. Check them out. Yeah, a really cool uh, mass model and manufacturer that is making inroads in the National Hockey League with Coveted. I've been watching them for a while, some of the different things that they're doing. Uh, the mold, it uh, it's a traditional type mold, right? Like the 960? Uh, they have they call it the 906. 906 it, it has yeah. it has a shape that that does look similar to the 960. I mean, the to fact the it's called the yeah. 906 probably tells you they're playing off that a little bit. Yeah. Um you know, some of the other the other models that you can see it in the video, and this is a great reminder as people listening to us are like, what's he talking about? Check it out. We've got video. Um, this isn't just a uh, audio production. We do have video. Uh, you can always catch it on Instagram, IGTV, on YouTube. Make sure you smash that like and subscribe button on, on both. Um, if you're not following us on, on Instagram, make sure you do that. Uh, but if you want to sort of see the videos and see those shapes, I'd say less sort of sharp lines, a little more rounded lines in some of the other model than we've seen, uh, you know, from some, from some other brands and, and just sort of like, I, I think that I'd qualify that as a little more of a traditional feel there and maybe a little sort of wider, uh, not as long chin on, on, on some of the other models. But again, check it out on YouTube. You can see it for yourself. Do you guys like the, the sharper edges or do you like a, a rounder mold? This is purely personal preference, uh, not that you're ever going to pick safety uh, uh, or rounded edges, put those against each other, that kind of thing. But I'm just, I, just wondering hey, listen, the look like, of it. Like, like shelf appeal matters, right? Like like yeah. something that pops off the shelf. Like this matters. Companies research it long and hard to make sure. And I, I got to be perfectly honest with you. Like other than maybe being a little resistant to super long chins, um, despite not wearing a dangler. Sorry, Darren. I... Uh, <laughs> I don't know that there's anything. I don't know that I've ever gone to the mask wall and been like, oh, I'm never wearing that just because of how it looks. But I know other people do. So I guess I should just defer to others on this one because it's just not part of my thought process. I like a rounded uh, top of the mask. I, I don't like the, the fat wide chin. That, that bothers me for some reason. I don't know why. The mirror test and uh, all that kind of stuff. I'm, length of the chin has never really got into it. But you like I, it, so you wear you like it narrow. You like like the yeah. like the old Dion, yeah. the old um, the old Dion or yeah Michelle Dion yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's scrambling for Google right now. Why is Michelle Dion trending uh, right now? Uh, what about you, Hutch? I, I like the sharper edges. I like the anything that creates a narrower profile because I just huh. keep thinking of the physics of it and deflecting things. And I find the ones that have the rounder profile to them seem to also 
create a bit of a flatter surface if you happen to get tagged straight on. So wow. Well, and that, yeah, that's the other thing. So some of the companies have built in some of those sharper lines that you talk about, about Darren, you know, very purposely, not just, not just from an aesthetic standpoint, but with the idea that, hey, the puck is more likely to deflect off this as opposed to catch it flush and have the mask absorb more of the impact. So there's a lot of thought process that goes into it. But let me ask you this one, like forget mirror test, because that, again, it's important to some people. What about just picking it up? Like, because this is the one thing that drives me nuts, and I've seen goalies do it. They will go into the hockey shop and they will grab it by the cage, like put the two fingers through the cage and pick it up. And like, if it's heavy, they'll put it back down. Like, so the weight matters. So we've got all these companies that are trying to pass that test by cutting weight. But if the mask is well balanced on your head, you don't necessarily feel that weight like you would holding it yeah. up out in front of you with two fingers. And I've always kind of struggled with this, to be honest. I understand why that test matters in our minds as goalies. But unless it's like super heavy to the point where you feel like, you know, my neck is tired. Don't you want something with a little more beef, a little more structure? Like, do I want super light on my head? As guys shoot pucks, well, in my case, what, like 70, 80 miles an hour? They're not certainly not hitting 100. I was going to use the old cliched 100 miles an hour, but let's have a reality check here. But like, you know what I mean? Like, the, it, yeah, no, it's I a agree. conversation I used to have with Eddie Schultz from Eddie Masks. Um, very passionate and one of the, you know, for a long time was one of the premier mask makers. And I, I would have that conversation. I remember having it with Kevin Weeks. Like, hey, do I really want like, you know, I want something with some sturdiness to it. And, you know, with all due respect to Eddie, with, it wasn't long after that that he started chasing weight and lighter weight. And within a year and a half, two years, we didn't have any masks anymore. I, I think there was something to those, you know, things a little more beef. And I wonder if the fact that some of these handmade masks are doing better in testing at the NHL level, again, with a grain of salt in terms of some of the limitations of those tests and the fact that custom manufacturers can maybe design one that fits the head mold better. Um, you know, I, I've got questions. Let's just say I've got questions because the masks that, you know, we talk about all these new tech and foams and everything, but some of the masks that have just old traditional VN foam liners are testing better. So, man, it's, I guess the, the key here is options. And at the hockey shop, thehockeyshop.com, yeah. you've got options to find the best one for you. And you can have the best mask in the world if it fits terribly. It's not going to do you any good. And if you can have an, an average mask and it fits perfectly, you're you're much more protected. You you gotta find something that works for you fit wise before you chase all the the modern technology. And that's why you should contact Cam at the hockey shop. If the coveted mask we just talked about interests you, make sure you drop him a line, send him a note, because there is to certain degrees an ability to dial in that foam package to fit your head a little bit better. Awesome stuff. Uh, we've got the Sensorina, Sensorina VR feature interview up next. Spencer Knight from the Florida Panthers. And I want to tell you, Hutch, uh, thank you very much. Uh, and to Sensorina as well. I did the baseline and I'm very happy that, that I put that into the uh, deposit box. And now I have something to judge against any future type of uh, recklessness on my part or incident on other people's part. That's that's great to hear. Was it? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, it, it, it's not that hard. It's it's just a bit of a process, and you gotta you gotta find it, and you gotta you gotta 
um, spend the time and be prepared to invest that uh, couple of minutes in it. You don't want to be distracted or, mm-hmm. or dealing with the other stuff that, that's going on in and around the house. Make sure that you can uh, really dedicate it. Uh, and and it's it's not as complicated as I thought baseline tests were back uh, when I first heard. Have about you it. had a regular one? Uh, no, never? but I've heard about, I've never undergone one, yeah. but I've heard about them. Uh, but, but when I first ever heard about baseline testing, I thought it was in some kind of, uh, weird, uh, highly technical no. lab. <laughs> no, they just and, ask you what, and, what day of the week it is. Yeah, yeah. No, literally, it's, literally. And, and my poor son almost failed that one this week. So they had, the, his team had their baseline test this weekend. And, uh, what, uh, what day is it? Mm, I know it's Saturday, but on the calendar, let's see, my birthday was a week and a day ago and he did the math and figured it out. But, uh, yeah, they're very common questions that, that you get asked. And as I told you last week, when we were talking about this, uh, he had a, a teammate who almost failed it as well. Cause they had to do the months backwards. And his response was, I'm not sure I can do them forwards. So, <laughs> so some of these tests are, are sort of interesting. Uh, they, Woody, is it true that you failed a baseline test and they just said, don't play hockey? Well, this is the thing. This is why I haven't done my baseline test through Sense Arena. I'm worried like I will do it. And instead of giving me a score, it will just ask me, how do you function as an adult? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Have you thought of tennis? (laughs) Hey, and if you have thought of tennis, Sense Arena is also a way to go. Because not only are they the premier off-ice training tool for goaltenders, they've now expanded into the tennis market as well. So if you believe in uh, virtual reality training as we do, uh, grab Sense Arena, whether you're a tennis player or a goaltender or indeed if you're a player. And one of the great things about Sense Arena is that you get two licenses with your annual uh, membership in the, in the Sense Arena program. And if you happen to have a brother, a sister, mother, a father who are a player and you're a goaltender, well, you can each use one of those licenses and, and work in Sense Arena. Um, you can work in Sense Arena along with some of their training partners like the Los Angeles Kings. Bill Ranford was one of the first on board with Sense Arena, the New Jersey Devils, Arizona Coyotes, or even Darren's Vegas Golden Knights. And, and I'm sure they're not just talking about Darren's use of Sense Arena because it's an incredible training tool that allows you to get training in whether it's specific game ser- scenarios or just specific skills um, anytime you want at home, on the road. Uh, we all know that if you're a minor league player, you get only minor hockey, excuse me. I mean, you only get a couple of practices a week. Typically, if you're a beer league player, you get no practices a week. Your chance to improve your skills um, off the ice. Sense Arena is the best training tool that's available to you. And we thank them for bringing our feature interview to us again this week. I wonder how much floor space you'd need for tennis. I was going to say, like, that it would be a question for me, but I wonder if you're actually running back and forth or just working on the stroke in, in small spaces. Obviously, you'd have to map it out and provide a safety zone. Because I was thinking, like, you know, we've seen some of the all-time greats use tennis as an off, off-season training tool, right? Like Henrik Lundqvist talked about the fact that you had to have quick feet, footwork, hand-eye coordination. Like, he loved tennis. In his prime, that was one of his activities in the off season as a cross training regimen. So now you, you don't even need a tennis court to do it. That's, I love it. It's, there is a blend there between tennis and, and goaltending. I'm pretty sure if I use Sensorina for tennis, I'm ending up at the pool <laughs> <laughs> with the headset on. Hey, and you guaranteed. can use Sensorina and count your saves there. And 
apply them to October saves if you want. Ooh. You don't have to be on the ice. When you go to grab your Sense Arena, I've got two little tips for you. One, use the code IGM50. That's like in goal mag 50. And you can get a discount on top of whatever they might be offering at the time. And if you go there now and go to their website, sensearena.com, they'll have a little pop up there that asks you for your email address just so they can keep you updated about developments in the system and so on. And if you do get on the email list, they'll give you a 10% discount today as well. So great ways of grabbing Sensorina today. It's the beginning of the season. Get your baseline test done. Start working on your skills throughout the year so that you can have the best season you've ever had. Yeah, you can multitask too and listen to the feature interview with Spencer Knight and Woody. This is a conversation that I actually thought was going to go a couple of different directions. And you guys went down a rabbit hole to start uh, about BC and and what uh, his challenges were in trying to turn pro or stay there. And that was a lot tougher and and more intricate than I anticipated. And then to the American Hockey League pit stop. Well, and the other part, too, that I loved is, I mean, this is Spencer's third time on the podcast. We had him ahead of his draft year. Got to meet him here in Vancouver uh, because he was that he got drafted here um, in Van. And then we also had him on after he won the World Juniors. Remember him and Dustin Wolf came yep. on and do, did a dual hit. So third time guest, which not many guys make it on three times. But the fact that we still had stuff to talk about, new stuff, you know, I would encourage anyone who doesn't know Spencer well to go listen to some of those early podcasts because we get into, you know, his inspirations and how he got started and all those things. But now it's just more of a catch up and fascinating to me to talk to a guy who I always viewed as a no stone unturned kit. So he's always looking if there's a way to get better, he's going to look at it, consider it and maybe apply it to his game. But balancing that now that he's a pro with, you know, what is my anchor, you know, you you want to look for new ways to get better, but you don't want to chase change for the sake of chasing change because you can lose your, you know, you can lose your foundation. So that part of the conversation. And then, you know, much like Carey Price, a guy who doesn't put the gear on, doesn't skate in June, doesn't skate in July. He waits late um, for a couple of different reasons that'll let him explain. So to me, that balance between wanting to be the best and he's as driven as anyone um, but not being consumed to the point where that becomes a negative uh, is something that uh, I think he's done really well. And something I think, you know, kind of follows up on the Chris Dreger conversation about pregame routines and when to know when to dial back. Like these are some important things. We throw a lot of people, a lot of things at goalies, new ideas, new concepts, and everybody wants to embrace them. But man, if you did everything, every idea, every tool in the toolbox, you'd be exhausted at the end of the day. And I loved his approach to that. So just so many takeaways from this conversation. I hope that our audience enjoys our time with Spencer Knight. Really excited to welcome back to the Ingle Radio podcast. Returning guest. It's been a couple of years and man, oh man, Spencer Knight has a lot happened in those two years. I think the last time we caught up with you officially, although I have given you the nod at the rink, uh, unable to come into the room thanks to COVID, but looking forward to that this year. Uh, it's been a couple of years. I think it was after the World Junior Championships, you and Wolfie with the dual effort. So in that time, you have turned pro, two full years in the NHL and heading into your third season. Uh, bit of a whirlwind. How does it end? And a contract extension already. You're already into your second deal. How how? What's this adjustment been like when you look at and think about how recently you were playing college hockey? What goes through your mind? 
Yeah, no, yeah. First off, thanks for having me on. I always love, love coming on the show. But um, yeah, the past few years have been sort of a whirlwind. Um, like he said, I was in college a few years ago, just playing hockey, having fun, going to class. And then the next thing you know, you're thrown into, you know, into the NHL. And to be honest with you, at that time, I'm not sure I told this in the last time, but I wasn't aware of the fact that I would be able to play in the NHL. Due, due to, and it's not a lack of confidence, but it's more coming out of college. It's so common in almost every single time. Like all the goalies I watched, you know, going through BC, like for example, Demko, Joe Wall, all these goalies, everyone would go to the American League first, right? And so I just thought that was my path, right? Especially as a goalie. I mean, in my lifetime, I, since I've been following goalies, you know, that were from North America, there weren't many uh, that would go straight to the NHL. Right. We see skaters, but you're right. Yeah. Not a lot of goalies. Yeah. I see skaters all the time. Right. I mean, I, I had teammates I know would go right to the NHL. I had, you know, friends and other colleges. I know like, you know, once they sign, they're going to be going to the NHL and goalies. I just never thought of it like that. And so when my agent told me, he's like, Hey, you know, you can play a few games, you know, at the end of this year, which is my sophomore year. I'm like, I'm like, what, what do you mean? You know, like, okay, there's one thing to turn pro, but to play NHL, I mean, I, I, just, I was a little, I was caught off guard, right? So I was a little oblivious to that going into it, just because it was, there, there, it wasn't, there weren't many goalies that were doing it. And frankly, I hope that teams start giving some young, of these younger goalies, you know, some shots because there are there are a lot of goal, good goalies out there that I've watched and got, you know goalies are my age, younger who are you know maybe like a year older than me that I know like I know they're good goalies and I know they can handle it. Um, it's just a matter of opportunity, right? So did that weigh into the decision a little bit? Because uh, I, I don't know that people were surprised to see you go because I think everybody thought you were capable for sure. Um, but you know it was it was early and and Bob's there and. Bam, next thing you know, so are you. Was it, was it a tough decision? I know it's it a couple was, of years, was, but we haven't yeah. talked about it. Yeah, I know. That's, that's true. It's been a while. But I mean, it was a very hard decision. But I don't think it was because of the fact that I was going to play games or be able to get a few games. Because in the end of the day, making a, you know, a decision to turn pro, I, I feel like one NHL game or two, if that, that was my deciding factor, I, I just I, I didn't see that as being the right thing. I wanted to make sure that I was going to a, you know an organization that cared about me, that you know cared about my development as a person and as a player. And just a few NHL games wasn't going to change my mind. Like, oh, I know I can play NHL games. I just want to leave. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, I loved BC and Boston College too much to go play a few NHL games because I knew I was ultimately going to get there. It was just more a matter of when. So I think that, you know, it just came down to the fact that I thought I was ready, you know, to make the jump to the next step, whatever that step is. I thought I was ready. And I think it was the right decision. But at the same time, it was the hardest decision because I loved where I was at BC and I had such a, you know, tight team, close-knit group with you know, a coaching staff that really cared about all their players. And I just felt really comfortable there. 
And I, it was more stuff off the ice at BC that I was very, you know, just found of and just, you know, was reasons why I didn't want to leave. You know, I was almost searching for reasons to stay, you know, to be honest with you. But in the end, I thought I made a great decision. I'm still taking classes, so I'm still trying to get my degree. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in touch with all, all the guys at BC. I watch, all their, I watch almost every single one of their games, too. I follow, I follow the, whole, the hockey team pretty closely. And, um, I mean, I still go back there, too, whenever I can. So, it's, no, it's, it was a good, great, uh, great two years. Well, there's a couple of different threads I want to pull on there. And one, one was just a, like the transition to once you make the decision what it was like. But first off, let's stick with BC for a minute. You mentioned it, right? Like Demko, Wall. Uh, I'm old enough to to throw out Corey Schneider at you, yeah. right? Like that, just that consistent flow of exceptional goaltenders that you know move up into the NHL. Um, what's in the water? Uh, I'm guessing it's got goalie coaching <laughs> systems. Is it the air? Like, what what is it that allows goalies to come out of BC and be prepared? I mean, first of all, they're obviously picking good ones. But what is it that allows you guys to come out of there and be prepared for those transitions? Because I get to watch a pretty good one here in Thatcher Demko on a daily basis. Yeah, I yeah, know. He, 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 so I remember when I, when I started, you know, I think I was, gosh, I had to be a squirt at the time or something. Like, you know, I was young. <laughs> but I, was, I remember watching Demko, at, you know, I think it was last year at the program or, you know, his 18 year. I knew he was going to BC, so I knew who he was and he was getting drafted, all this stuff. He got there and I remember just like, he was the guy I watched, like, you know, or just like kind of just, you know, looked up or just, just to see what, you know, was going on at BC. And that's how I got attracted to BC hockey, I think. Um, I mean, obviously the goalie he's turned in today is, you know, I think he's, he's, he's one of the top goalies in the league for sure, I think. And, but going back to BC, I think there's the on ice stuff, but I think just the off ice stuff, I, I mean, I'm not sure. How you know if they you know they obviously recruit and whatnot, whatnot, but I think the most I got out of it was just to you know prepare me for you know life in general. You know I worked with Mike Ayers on the ice, and you know we, you know we you know there are times where we, you know the thing is we're only there during the season too, right? And right. We only play so many games, so there's there's only so much teaching that can go on is in any college environment, right? But we would just, you know, get on the ice early, stay after, just go back and forth and things, watch a little video. And it wasn't like we're doing anything crazy. But I think the relationship, you know, that I had with the coaching staff and the trust that they had in me allowed me as a goalie to go into every single game and do me. I never had to worry about, you know, anything else besides that. And obviously, you know, Coach York left, but him, Brendan Buckley, and Mike Ayers, they just created such a great room to be in. And so many guys just bought into that. And I think it's it's not goalie talent alone. I think it's just talent in general and good people. It's a great environment to be in. And I think it goes to show you when, you know, all your top players like don't want to leave, but you know, they're they're almost they have such a great opportunity to play in the NHL right away. But they don't want to leave, and they're, oh, and also they're always coming back to see their buddies, and you know they're always there. They're you know everyone's still together, and I think that's just a testament to thank the school in general and the coaching staff. And I honestly think you know for me, and I was I'm a little biased, but it, it was the best place for me. And 
I think a lot of people who've been there and went there feel the same way. Okay. So you go from there in such a supportive environment. And I love when you talk about the, you know, the back and forth and the conversation. Sounds like you guys are talking about the game and the position and, you know, it's not so much change this or change that as a, as a, as a back and forth, as a group effort in mm. terms of how you develop. Now you go to Florida and you've got the goaltending excellence department and you're surrounded by, you know, Roberto's around. I don't know how much you see Francois. Uh, you've got Sergei Bobrovsky there, two-time Vesna Trophy winner and Robbie Tallis. Um, what's the transition? What's it like to walk straight out of college into a room with a two-time mm. Vesna winner and, and Tally's been there forever and, and been a part of so many great goalies? You know, how do you feel comfortable in that environment? What kind of support did they offer after that move? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really close with you know Bob and Tally, and Lou's always there too. Um, and honestly, I feel you know in terms of Tally and uh, Coach Ayers back at BC, they're almost to me they're very similar, and that's also why I really liked going to Florida and being here, is because. I think, you know, that relationship I had with Mike Ayers is very similar to the relationship I have with, you know, with Tally. Like, I can go into their office and, like, I can talk about whatever I want. You know, it doesn't have to be about the game, right? And I think that's the biggest thing sometimes for me is just having that relationship with the goalie coach where I can, you know, obviously talk about the game with. But also, I mean, it's sometimes like half the battle I have to learn pro is, like, the, the mental side outside the rink, right? And it's just... So that's just, you know, like Tally, Tally and I always talk about, you know, just put put the cup down. You know, when you leave the rink, you just got to put the cup down. And it means like, you know, you got you just got to let go. You know, you can't be carrying, holding that baggage of a bad practice or a bad goal from a game for, you know, the rest of the time when you're not at the rink because you essentially can't stop any pucks when you're not at the rink, right? So it's being able to put that down and just continue on with life. And I think that's why getting here, and having all these people around me that I can lean on has been really helpful for me in my, you know, the start of my career. You know, every, every time there's a situation where, you know, I've been put in a little adversity or whatnot, you know, I talked to Bob or I talked to Lou and they're like, yeah, I mean, I remember when that happened to me, like, you know, like they'll say the same thing. And, you know, and so you, you always think you're like, you're like, oh my gosh, like my world's caving in. Then you realize that, you know what? You're not the only one that goes through this. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. And just having that experience, I mean, the combined experience here in Florida for goaltending is insane. You know, I think, it's, and that's why it's so cool. I, I, I talked to Bob, we've grown really close over the past year. And just, he's just a, like the, you know, one of the best pros out there. So level-headed, you know, never lashes out. So that's why, I mean, I, I love it here. So it's, it's great. I'm glad, glad to be here for another four years. So. And congratulations on the contract extension, by the way. Um, now, interesting in there, like you're a guy that sort of, like you said, you, you got to learn to let it go when you're not at the rink, but you're kind of a no, st- I've always viewed you as one of those no stone unturned guys. You're always looking to get better. Mm-hmm. You're looking for ways to get better and your work ethic is off the chart. I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone work as hard as Bob does at his game. Have you, what kind of lessons have you learned from him? You talked about, I remember watching one of his I remember post game going into a room and again, pandemic and everything. So it's probably got to be three, four years ago. And in, as the interviews were wrapping up, we're leaving. I think he was rolling out, if I remember correctly, a yoga mat and he was starting to do some cool down exercises. And I was like, man, I wish I could just stay here and watch this, you know, to see like that level of you. We heard about it. I heard about it from Tally. I'd heard about it from Ian Clark in Columbus, just that commitment 
to taking care of himself and doing the right things to prepare himself. Are there is there anything that you've taken from him that you've added to your routine that you can share with again without giving away yeah. too much? Oh but. yeah, for sure. I definitely know what Matt you're talking about. He probably had the blue mat, the blue yoga mat. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you know, I, he's definitely someone that just works so hard, and it, it just he everything he does, he's very mindful about it. But you know, the one thing that I think I can take from him is yes, he works hard, but there's a reason to what he does, right? And he doesn't stress about, you know, his routine or, you know, he just does what he thinks he needs to do. And he doesn't get distracted like, by all the outside noise where like, oh, I need to do this. It's just very controlled and it's very, you know, he's very mindful about everything he does. So like what I take from that is that, all right, you can have your routine, but you need to make sure that your routine doesn't control you, you know? And he, that's one thing Bob does. He's, he, he gets, he has his routines, but they don't control him. He controls it and he's changing things and he's doing this. And it's all based off of feel, I feel like. And that's the one thing I can, you know, take from him. And, you know, that's the thing too. I, I find with goalies, everyone thinks, oh, you need to be in the gym for like two hours. You know, this guy works so hard at this and that and whatnot. Sometimes the best thing to do is just, you know, after a practice, if, you know, you might need to just, you know, you don't need to stretch. You don't need to, you don't need to do all these things sometimes. But everyone thinks like, oh, I need to do this. I need to stretch. All right. It just, I think that's the, you know, the kind of the thing is that goalies sometimes think there's always just so much more I need to do. Like this guy's doing this much more than me, but you need to do what's best for you. And that's the one thing I actually, I mean, you know, it's also not what I take from Bob, but it's one thing I, you know, I learned from my first few years that, you know, I, I, I don't need to be Bob. You know, I don't need to have, I don't need to be at the gym as long as him. Or I don't need to, you know, do my warm up on the ice, you know, the same as him. I'm me. And it's hard when you get in the NHL because you see all these great goalies that are just, you know, you idolize growing up. But you also have to realize that you're you and you need to be you and you need to do what's best for you. And that's sometimes the thing is I you just can't get caught doing something because someone else is doing it, right? And that's the one thing I think I know. I'm, I mean, I want to say I learned from Bob. I've learned through being around a goalie as established and you know someone you looked up to growing up, and you know what I take from that. So it sounds like you've learned like like I've heard that lesson from other guys. It, they usually don't learn it that quick, to be honest with you, Spencer. Like I mean, even Thatcher, like Thatcher won his first couple of years in the AHL. You know, I remember him telling us that like he had sort of become not a slave to his routines, but he got to the point where there were so many of them pregame that he was exhausted by the time the puck dropped. And so yeah. he just put them all aside and had a cup of coffee one day and, and, yeah. his, and his season turned around. You know, we can we can be guilty of it here at Ingle. We show all these yeah. different things that goalies can do. Well, it doesn't mean you have to do all of them, right? No, I know. Demko actually told me that same story. I mean... And that, that's, that's probably when I first initially started, you know, thinking, oh, you know what, like, there's something to be said about sometimes not overdoing it. Because that's the thing is that I, I, I love, like, what I do, right? I love, the, you know, the on ice. I love the off ice. I'm healthy. I love eating healthy. You know, I'm very knowledgeable and I have a lot of people that are around me that are really knowledgeable and, you know, what's best for my body. And so I can tell you sometimes that there are things that, you know, people think are right that might not be right for someone else, right? And, you know, I don't know all the science about all of it, but 
there's something you said about if you're just doing your routine and you're just almost, you're just you're so bored of it and you're just like, oh, like, why do I have to do this? But I'm doing it for there's the sake of doing it. Yeah. There's, yep. and that's what I've been really working on is just, just being caught. Like, I'm playing hockey and, you know, like I, I don't need to do my routine. I can just play if I want to. And that's what I'm starting to realize now is that, you know, you, you just got to play. And I like doing all the extra stuff. So I'm just more out of curiosity. So I, I, I do it more for fun. And in a sense, I'm getting a lot out of it because I'm also very mindful of what I need. But I'm not, you know, just doing things just because I have to or, or, or this guy says I have to or, you know, it just, you got to learn what, what works for you. And that's interesting. We just had Chris Dreger on a little while ago, former Florida Panther. And, yeah. and he had talked to us about developing a routine before he sort of had his breakthrough later in his career. But then in Seattle last year, he found the same thing. He, 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 he worked through it with a sports psychologist during a downtime. And it was like, hey, let's look at your routine and ask why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, he filtered out a bunch of things and turned, like, turned his season around. Right? Like sometimes we can just start doing things because we've been doing them and we may not need all of them. So it's a great lesson for young yeah. goaltenders. And like I said, we're guilty at goal because we, we always want to give tools, right? So we see new things, we see new ideas, we share them with goalies. Probably a good lesson. Not everybody needs to add every one, or you'll be exhausted before you ever hit the ice. I that, that's the biggest thing. I, I I'm very I'm always looking. Like you said, like no stone unturned. I'm always looking for new things. I'm I'm always trying new foods. I'm trying new you know new mobility work. All this stuff that you know is you know just new and try it. But I'm trying out of curiosity. I'm not like you know what I'm not like oh I can't do this. It's not part of my routine. Or it just, you got to find the ones that work. You got to find the ones that work and you can't. And like you said that, I liked how you said that, you know, how you asking yourself, why do I do this? And there are so many things in my routine. Where I'm like, I'm like, why do I do that? I, I did the same thing. I'm like, why, why am I doing this? And then I'm like, oh, it's because I had a great game two years ago where I got struck like a 40 save shutout. And I just happened to do it one day. But I never did it before them. Now I'm doing it every single day after. It's just like, there's some, it's, and I'm just like starting to really realize there's something like, I know it's always with goalies too. It's just, I don't know. There's something, there's something weird about it. How we just, we're creatures of habit and it's a good thing. And it can be what makes us good. But at the same time, it can also be, you know, a tribute to what could hurt us. You know, your biggest strength and your biggest weakness. And I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I think I'm I'm finally finding that, you know, that balance of what routine and superstition are. And I'm not, you know, blending on the side of superstition. It's more like the routine. Like I'm warming my body up because like I think I need to do this or I need to do that. And and not like I'm mean, I'm doing twenty jumping jacks and then ten sprints and then you know, three jumps and then, you know, six leg swings, because that's what I did. And it's just, you know. I love it. I love it. This is like turning into a Jedi session on how to get ready for a game. I love it. Um, well, you mentioned trying new things, so I got to ask. I was going to save this one for later. Um, you know, obviously, we, we've done a review on them. Uh, you're wearing them. Thoughts on Connect? What was yeah. the reaction in the locker room the first time the guy saw them? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone just looks at them they're like, what the heck are those? Like, they're like, do those things light up when you go on the ice or something? Like, <laughs> they think they're like spaceships or, you know, I don't even, I mean, but yeah, I mean, the connects are great. I love them. I mean, I tried a demo set last summer, like two summers ago, 
and they had, they had a more they had a lot of mobility in the ankle, almost like too much. So it was my first time trying. I'm like, whoa, this is just weird. So I was I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with them, but I told them that I thought like if there's a way to maybe make two settings, you know, for the 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 ankle mobility, maybe How make flex? one that's like yeah. a little less flex, and then you can take you know get one that's maybe a little more flex. So that I, the rep I work with, uh, Tim Boron, he added that, like that, if you have him, like that bolt in the back that stops it from going all the way. So, and then I, you know, got this pair this year. I had that and still, it was still a little weird, but I had them in the summer, had them early. I kept wearing them, kept wearing them, kept wearing them. And eventually I started getting more comfortable. I would go back to my trues, try those, you know, go back to the connects. And eventually got to the point where I'm like, no, I actually really like these. Can, and I, now, can I ask what it is that, that like, that, is it yeah. the flex itself? Um, what, what are the uh, yeah. things that, where you feel the difference between the two? Yeah. So, I mean, me and I matched my workout partner in the summer, uh, uh, Strauss man and I, we're both, we're both, we're both wearing them. So we're both at the gym, like talking about what we like, what we don't like. And I, that, that flex, and I used to tie my skates tight. So I like having that responsiveness, but then he, he always said like, you know, it's, it's probably better to, you know, have a little more flex and dorsiflexion just because, you know, you can keep your blade in the ice longer and just, you know, more natural. I'm like, all right, I think this is something that if I can try it and I can grow to like it, it could benefit my game. So that's, what I was really working on just because I know it, it is good. And eventually it just clicked. And I think that flex is great. I noticed, especially when I'm in my butterfly and I'm pushing, I like that. Um, they're actually kind of really, like a load, like almost like you can load into yeah, it a little bit. Yeah. It's almost just like, it just feels natural. You know, like you don't have to pick up your, like, you know, your legs so much and you just, you know, then you have better ankle mobility. So it's more, it's more natural feeling. Hmm. Um, they, they feel really comfortable, which I really like. I like that. And obviously I mean, like what everyone says, it's just a breeze taking them off. <laughs> it always goes, Hey, listen, I, I'm old enough to go back to the day when, Brian's first brought out Velcro straps and people looked at you sideways and I'm like, man, I can get dressed and undressed in two minutes in the yeah. locker room. There's a benefit <laughs> there. It's a real thing. It, it is. So I think there's something to be said about that, but no, they're, they're, I'm glad I'm, I'm wearing them now. I think they're, and I, I, I mean, this whole, this whole summer, I kind of switched into a lot of gear and Bauer just, you know, they're, they're new, uh, I think the mock pads, I'm not even sure which ones I'm in, but I got like the, the stiff uh, calf area now with the knee. And at first I didn't like that either. And I eventually just, you know, just started to love it. And then the glove, I love the new glove. The new glove's awesome with, you know, how the strap's a little higher and it's just the, the webbing's a little wider and deeper. And What about the finger so, stalls? Oh, yeah, those, those are great too. The grips. The grip, the grips, it's unreal. I, I, I love that. So that's a good setup, so. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit. We've talked so much about mindset. Um, what about adjusting your game? Uh, you know, you turn pro, the game's coming at you faster. It's so east-west. These are the best shooters in the world, both in practice and uh, in-game scenarios. Do you have to be, like, I'm curious, did you have to tweak little things? Sometimes guys come into the NHL and they can chase change for change for the sake of change. Yeah. Um, what did you, you know, double down on as your, as your sort of anchors? And were there little things that you had to adjust? Yeah, I think when I turned pro, I, mean, I was never a goalie that really, I was more like, you know, calm, laid back style. And I think um, I started, you know, challenging a little more. 
Um, just, uh, you know, certainly you know, great shooters and whatnot. You had to respect them, but, um, I think I overdid it on that end a little bit, but now that I've played a little bit and, um, kind of just become more comfortable, I've brought it back to where I think my game has always been and where, where it's, you know, where I'm comfortable and where I, you know, I feel best at. And that's just making reads and, you know, just, just relying on that, you know, staying on top of skating and also, you know, just working on a lot of just, you know, not going straight into desperation mode all the time, just working on trusting my feet. You know, I, we, I work out in the gym and work on power and, you know, speed so much for, for a reason. And I have to trust myself with that. And that's where I think, you know, I've been working on a lot. It's just, you know, there's so many goals that just you see where guys just open up and it's like, oh, you could have easily just pushed there. Cause like a lot of pucks come through back through the middle of the ice. Right. And it just making sure you're just knowing that you, you can get there without that, you know, going to desperation mode. And that's something that I think as time's gone on, I'm still working on it. It's going to still take time that I, I noticed is that, you know what, like, just you don't need to, you don't need to make the big save. This this save could be maybe look easy, and it can be. And that's back to what I think I've always done well is like challenging that and trying to make things look easy. I was gonna say it's mostly tactical and and trust by the sounds of it, and as opposed to you know mm-hmm. no, it's not like you've had to make any major technical changes. Um, that's the hardest thing, right? Like like trusting that everything that's worked to that point as things get faster, yeah, hey, I can still beat that. I don't need to go goalie nine one one prematurely here, that everything yeah. I've done to this point still works at this level. Telling yourself that and then trusting it are two different things. Yeah, no, it really is. And it takes it takes practice because then, you know, you'll do it where you know where the puck's going and then you got to do it where, you know, you have to make a read in practice. Then you do it in practice. And then then you got then, – then there's a game and then that's the thing. That's why I think – working on that trust and not being like, you know, being a victim of your own routine and just, you know, just kind of like playing it back. Like, all right, it's a game, but it's still hockey. It's just hockey. Like, let's just, let's just relax here and just play your game. And that's, that's another thing you gotta do is, you know, it just takes a while to incorporate it and eventually get to that. We're in a game where you're not facing the same shot 20 times, like you are in practice in a row that you can do it. And that's where, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, going to get to eventually uh how is uh like approach uh how was your off season uh i know i've been down there in florida for the goalie sessions early in the year been blessed to be on the ice with tally and lou uh in one i think his second to last season and then rhymes came down um i know i heard there were some big name russians out there with them early in august mm-hmm. this year how about you do you stay do you stay back in the in the connect you mentioned strauss who were yeah. big big fans of as well like how do you how do you find that balance what does the off season look like in terms of taking care of your body and doing that work how much are you on the ice as well? And when do you make that transition down to Florida? Yeah. So like you said, I go back to Connecticut in the summer. Uh, that's where I'm from, grew up and live today. And I work out at Prentice Performance um, with Ben Prentice and uh, Rob Dombrowski is our trainer there last year. Um, There's a, that's, a, that's a who's who gym. There's a lot of big NHLers in that gym, yeah, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. It, yeah, no, it's a great gym. We got a great group of guys there. But yeah, so I worked out with Strauss and <laughs> you want to talk about dialed in. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's more committed to being dialed in than Strauss. And I, 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 and I, I can say that confidently. I don't think there's anyone that, you know, and that's the thing. It's like your biggest strength, your biggest weakness. And, you know, we've talked about this is that sometimes like being the most dialed in isn't always the best. 
And that's something that I think we're both realizing is that we play hockey because we love it. And, you know, playing games at seven o'clock at night and flying and playing back to backs are not optimal. Right. But yet we have to do it because if we want to play the game that we love. So, but back to the point, yeah, we, 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 we would hash out some stuff, but we, we really worked on just strength, mobility and speed and just all this stuff. And, you know, it was a great summer. And I think uh, I came down to Florida a little later. Like I don't really skate much until August, like midway through August, maybe. I don't know. That's always just what I've been doing. I always, I try to get my body in great condition and I take pride in that and making sure that my body's right for the season. And then, you know, and I started slowly skating, building it up. And eventually by camp, because camp is still, you know, a pretty long time. Yep. That like when I'm at camp, I'm, you know, still, I'm still not peaking yet. And that's kind of the thing is that it's just making sure you're just building constantly. And that's why I think I start the process and wait so long to skate. I want to be able to build strength and mobility and endurance that can build and withhold through camp into the regular season. And that's why I slowly start to skate, slowly start to build it up. And it's more just to get on the ice than anything and work on small things. I'm not really just getting on there to you know bag myself. And then eventually camp comes and that's when everything kind of picks up and you know you got to do things that test and all you know skates they're a little longer and that's when i you know i think that tests what i've done this summer and that's why i think that's why i always think i've always stayed off the ice is just just so i'm ready and fresh and just you know confident in my my body and myself going to camp when it matters has there been pressure in the past to get on earlier because there's 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 <laughs> like gets younger yeah. guys like we, we see guys that are on the ice in july and yet over my right shoulder here is is the jersey of one Carey Price who never touched the ice before August. His yeah. entire career, that was one of his things and it served him pretty darn well. Yeah, no, exactly. I think everyone has their own way and I, I definitely have felt pressure. I think <laughs> going into my rookie year, um, like I, I waited a long time to get on the ice just because we had to go. We were doing development camp and then rookie tournament and then main camp all in a row. And I, I knew, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a long, however long that was. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a lot. I remember, we're playing two games in the rookie tournament. Development camp, we're going to be doing, you know, a hard workout, a hard skate every day. And then main camp. And then, then we have main camp. So I knew that. And I felt pressure. People like, oh, like, you know, people like, are you going to get on the ice? And, you know, players always ask me, like, what are you, what are you coming on the ice? Like, we need a goalie. Three on three. Oh, they, yeah, stop. forget that. They, they just like, want a target. Like, yeah, all right, buddy. Like, whatever but um yeah I, I have felt pressure but then i think i come to camp and i you know people see where i'm at physically and i think they start to respect it more and i think that's the thing is that as i get older and i feel more confident in myself and people are you know start stop questioning what i do and why i do it then it just become easier. And I think a lot of boys from, you know, hopefully open up to that is that, like you said, back to the whole thing, you don't need, if you hear a goalie skating in July or he's doing this, like you don't, that doesn't mean you need to do it. You know, if the best goalie in the world is doing it, it still doesn't mean that you need to do it. Maybe you try it and then maybe it works for you, but maybe it doesn't. And if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. But yeah, I think that it also allows me to come to the rink, come camp 
and like I'm excited. I'm 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 like I'm like let's go. Like I want to play, and I and I wish camp was shorter. I wish I wish I'm like let's go. I'm ready to play games. Ready like, for game one. Days. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, I really am. I think that's the thing is that it's such a long season and making sure your body can withhold that is so important because I want to be available all, all, you know, all the time and, and like wanting to be on the ice every single day. And that's what I think I get out of my summers. Uh, I love it. Hey, I, I, one last one. I want to go right back to the beginning here because you talked about opportunity, you know, and the decision to turn pro and, and how goalies don't normally get that opportunity. We've kind of seen a bit of a changing of the guard here over the past couple of years. I mean, like I said, I, I pointed to the Price jersey over my shoulder. He's not going to play this year. If I if I move and get out of the way, the other two jerseys behind me are, are Henrik Lundqvist and, and you're a director of goaltending excellence, Roberto Luongo. I mean, uh, what, three, four years ago, all those guys were dominant number ones in the NHL. In some cases, just two years ago. Uh, we've seen Tuca, other guys sort of like, I feel like sort of quietly without a lot of recognition, uh, close to a third of the league's sort of long-standing number one 60 to 70 game a year guys are gone. Like, do you feel like, like, do you guys are, are you aware of that? I've never asked you who you're, maybe I have and I've forgotten, but who your guy was growing up and do you feel like you're part of that shift? Do you think there's more young goalies that are, are sort of eager to jump into those roles and be that next wave, that next generation of Luongos and Prices and Lundquist? Yeah, no, that for sure. I think growing up, I was, I was a Lundquist guy because I, uh, I grew up obviously right outside right, New York Of course, City, Connecticut. It was, it, I, I watched him, I mean, countless times. But yeah, I think there are there is a good wave of young goalies that will eventually, you know, come into the NHL and then you'll see that like how good they actually are. And that's the things that with all the media and, you know, talk and there's goalies are just, it's just hard because the position is just so different, you know, I think, and as goalies, I think, you know, other goalies can, you know, respect it and like see it when, you know, they are, you know, this, this goalie is good. Like he, he's not playing in the NHL, but he's, he's going to be an NHL starter. Like, you know, that. And I'm excited for it. And I hope guys can get in younger because I think there is value to giving these guys games and building their confidence and also allowing them to see it at a young age. And some of these guys are ready. But, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they're not ready to be number ones, but they're ready, like, to be just given a shot. Right. I think that opportunity is just the biggest part about it. And, but I feel like you see it in every sport, right? You know, you see guys retire. They all, like, oh my gosh, like, all these, all these, you know, great basketball players, all these great, you know, golfers, all these guys are retiring. Like, what's going to happen in the game? But then the new crop comes, right? And then it's like, okay, now look at these guys and these guys. But yeah, I know it's, it's definitely, I think in the next few years, we're going to see a lot of like really good younger goalies. And hopefully that's, you know, keeps trending as where, you know, guys can just realize this and that these guys, you know, these guys are good, even if they're not playing in the NHL. You had an opportunity to go to the AHL for a little bit last year, often like when you weren't playing a lot. Do you see that? I've seen other teams do it. I know Columbus did it with Corpy. Uh, Nashville did it with UC, with Soros. Like they, you know, if if Pekka was playing a ton and they had a weekend where they knew Pekka was going to play the only game, they'd swap goalies with the AHL, let, let Juice go down to their affiliate and play both games on a weekend. Is that a way to sort of, because you get all that opportunity in the NHL to be around it, to learn it, but still 
you know, games played matters too. Is mm-hmm. that a, you went through that a couple of times last year. I know talking to Tally, maybe they would have liked to have done it a little more in those windows where Bob was starting a lot. Um, is, is there value there to that sort of set of systems where you can be a part of the NHL team, but still every once in a while, go get a couple games played somewhere else? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's, that's also a thing. Playing games is, you need to play games. Right. I, I, I mean, the you, reads you and all those things, they need to become yeah. instinctual. They need to, they need to, and it, 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 that's the thing. It doesn't matter if it's on the NHL, obviously it's the highest league, but even going to the HL and playing, it's still, and you're just making those reads because and I'm sure most goalies and most just athletes and competitors in general feel this way. Like it doesn't matter if you're playing the NHL or the AHL, you're still preparing the same way and going to the game with the same mindset, right? And just going, getting into that mindset and having to be challenged yourself, that's, there's value in that. And that's why I was, you know, going to Charlotte was, I think, so good for me is because I would just, I'm just getting more games, more games, just making reads, just playing more. And to me, that's what I love about hockey is I love playing the game. You know, I love, I love practice. I love the off ice stuff. I love it all. I can do it, you know, all day, but playing games is so valuable. And that's what I love to do. I want to play games, you know, it's, <laughs> It's one of those things I think <laughs> I was talking to Tally this, but I think I saw like Lou, Lou, I think in Vancouver, he played like 76 one year. Yeah, they wrote him pretty hard back then. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. I'm like, I'm going to play 77 one year just, just, just to beat him, you know? So, like, but at that, you know, maybe I wouldn't, I can't play 77 games in a year, but that's like, that's my, that's what I want to try. I, I, you know, that's just what, like, my ultimate vision. I want to play, I just want to play 60, 70. Uh, I, you know, I want to play 70 games in a year. So I just want to play. I don't, I, you know, I practice, all right, whatever, but like, I want to play games. And I think that's where that value of going down and going back and forth can be good too. It's, you know, it doesn't, right, yeah, you're playing games in NHL and that's, you know, obviously amazing. But playing against the HL is just so valuable. And that's the thing. Some people are like, oh, it's like, oh, you'll be back soon. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I have to go play a game. Like, you know, it's, I don't really care. Like, you know, whatever. It's, it's not a big I, deal. I, I've, I've applauded teams that do it. Like, cause I think it's just like, it's one of the best ways to find that balance between the two. You're still in the NHL. You're still around these guys on a weekly basis. You go down for a weekend or a week or two weeks or whatever. But you still get, you're getting the best of both worlds, in my opinion, at yeah. a time when you know, we see other teams where they'll leave a guy, he doesn't play a bunch. And before you know it, he needs waivers to clear. And, he, and because everybody knows he's a really good goalie, he can't go down there and get those games in anymore. Yeah. So to, I know everybody looks at it and sort of side eyes it. But to me, it's a, it's a no brainer. Yeah, and that's true, especially when you're young and you don't have to clear waivers. It's, there's, there's definitely value to that. And it's something that I, I'm, I'm just, I think it's just great. And if you can, if the teams can time it well, it, it's, it's, it's just valuable. Yeah. I think, you know, I have a lot of friends down in Charlotte. It's a great city. You know, I had a ton of fun with those guys. They have a great group of guys down there. And, and you're in an organization where the goalie department, everybody's on the same page. I, like, I'm not sure how much yeah. Leo's down there. It's not like you're down there and you're left to your own devices either. No, well, that's the thing. Like Charlie, you know, Leo's there, and like I, I, I have a really good relationship with him too. And that's the thing is that he knows my game. So when I like, when I like when I would go down there, it wasn't like, like, hey, nice to meet you. It was like, it, it, you know, it's like we were on you know, the same page about everything. But it's no, I think playing games, they're, 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 you need you need to play games, and like you said, especially at a young age, 
And because when you're playing once every week and a half, that's it tough. does. It, it just it it's not one. It's it's not it's not fun. You know, and no one, no goalie likes sitting on the bench. It's not why we play. No, exactly. That's the thing. You know, at a as a young goalie, what like you're, you're, you don't want to sit on the bench. Maybe they ton of four that like you 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 know no one no one does. Right. It's just, it's only you know it's like as a competitor, it's only right to just want to play games. Yeah, I can I can only say that enough, but um, yeah, it's it, there's tremendous value to that. And I think people need to go in as a you know have the mindset. You know what? It's not a demotion. It's more just of like one of those things that you're just you're just you're just you know staying stay stay in rhythm. You know, stay in cycle, right? And that that that's uh, very valuable. Well, this time has been very valuable. A lot of lessons about uh, approach, mindset, preparation. Spencer, I can't thank you enough for spending all this time. Uh, it's good to catch up with you again. This is third time on. Are you, like you're gonna set a record here. We had you pre-draft. We had you post World Juniors. I still got it. Wolfie Wolfie told me about the the sort of hands and and he told me that came from World Juniors. I'm watching the way he holds his hands. He said that came from you. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said he's, he fixed those hands there. He was getting a little too out in front of him and a little too loose. Yeah, well, yeah, Wolf. Yeah, you know, we're probably talking about like happy hands and stuff. I mean, we can get tactical, but you know, like when goalies are, just, you know, they're like they're just so handy and like pucks go through them. But it's not like having your hands back, but just just being comfortable, you know, and just having them, you know, just not doing too much of them. But yeah, no, well, well, that's not another, you know, one of those great goalies. I think you know, in a few years. He's he, he's gonna he, he people don't realize how good he is. I mean, it's only matter. I, there's all these goalies that I'm, I've played with and worked out with, and I'm like, it's only a matter of time, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. I get to watch him up close and personal. The poor bugger has to come through Vancouver a whole bunch here now, so he'll be sick. Oh, and yeah. he, you get to only deal with me every once in a while, but poor Dustin gets it all the time now. So oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know how good he is, and it's been fun to watch him in in both uh, preseason just a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and then also in the American League. So. Uh, I look forward to catching up with both of you in the near future. Spencer, thanks so much for your time today. I know our audience is going to love this. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I just, first of all, I love the term happy hands. I don't know. Sometimes it means good things. Sometimes it means bad things. But uh, just happy hands makes me smile. Like, Like hearing that. And and we had I, this is one where I'll say go back and listen to the Dustin Wolf conversation from last year during uh, Wolfie's American Hockey League Goalie of the Year campaign. We had him and his goalie coach on at the same time, Thomas Spear at the time. And they talked about because Dustin almost looked like he had his hands pinned back a little bit, and that's not a that's not the right phrase. But you know, instead of having them just all out and all over the place, and he talked about that was something he was struggling with at the World Juniors, and it was a tip from Spencer that sort of dialed him in. And obviously, he's continued to build on it with the year he had as a first-year pro last year. So, you know, all these, I again, I love the guys that are always trying to find ways to get better. And I love that guys like Spencer, what Spencer talked about having the conversation with Demko about ditching, you know, parts of his routine. Like, there's a, there's a goalie union there amongst these guys that they do talk to each other. They do look for ways to get better from each other. And it's fascinating to hear from a guy who... You can hear it from his answers. Like he doesn't just answer. There's a pause there. He gives everything thought. And I think that's how he approaches his game as well. Not just, okay, I'm going to do this. But this looks interesting. I'm going to try it. How and why should I or would it maybe help my game? 
Like there's a real thought process that goes into these things. But with a caveat, which he pointed out, you don't have to be all in on everything, which is, is great uh, to the point of distraction or over, being overwhelmed by it. Yeah. And, there's that, and again, it's that balance, right? It's that balance. It's that balance. Yet the no stone unturned side of that, guys, is that he's willing to look at everything. And having that open mind as a goaltender is also incredibly important. Not just one way. What, what, what can I sample and see if it might fit into my program? 27 starts last year. How many more do you think he gets this time around? Paul Maurice is the coach. Paul Maurice is generally, well, he, there's been two parts of Paul Maurice. He's gone with a platoon back in the Carolina days, and he had Connor Hellebuck in Winnipeg, and Connor played a ton. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide where Spencer Knight fits in with that formula. Uh, what do you think, Hutch? Really complicated situation, if only because yeah. of the contracts involved and that Bob himself is playing well. So he's it's going to be really a, an interesting battle. I think Paul Maurice is probably a guy who will see it in a sort of meritocracy standpoint. Whoever's playing well is going to get the playing time. I think it's uh, definitely possible that we see Spencer Knight earn more starts than he, he did last year. And then uh, if he can establish himself a little bit more, do they look at uh, finding a way to move Bob at some point? I don't see how you live with $13, $14 million in goaltending. But. Well, hey, listen, like they, they tried already, right? We talked about that in the summer. It was, it was, there but was no they secrets. probably will again. Yeah, there was no secrets that yeah. they've tried. At, at the end of the day, uh, I think it'll depend, as Hutch said, meritocracy, how both guys play. But I think the beautiful thing is that it's a conversation in Florida that's not just, you know, with all due respect, not just Paul Maurice. Like there's a goaltending department there. Uh, strong voices about the position that will make sure they find a way to balance those two things. Um, you know, yes, the coach has final say, but I think, you know, Robbie Tallis, as long as he's been there, Roberto Luongo leading the goalie excellence department, Leo Luongo, you know, who's, who Spencer talked about when he does go to the AHL, which remains an option. Don't forget, I, I'm pretty sure Spencer still can go to the American League without clearing waivers. And you heard his mindset about it. Like if that's something that's necessary to play games, He's not going to see it as a demotion. He's going to see it as an opportunity. So I think they'll. I think they're an organization that understands goaltending um, and is doing it the right way. And I think they'll do it the right way when it comes to to managing those minutes. That was fresh. I just want to play games. You know, let me play games uh, up or down. I, I just want to go out there. It's it's more fun doing that. And I thought that was that was such a inspirational message, an important message for all goaltenders of all ages unless you're men's lake where i'll tell you is is play games and the odd practice probably wouldn't uh wouldn't hurt you hey uh, hey let me let me ask this one because you guys both play well much less so these days but man like did we lose a lot of beer league goalies in the pandemic like i'm taking this totally off the rails i swear to god if i wanted to i could play every single night and i suck right now so the fact that i'm getting requests to play Every single night tells you there is a real shortage. Like I, I've just never seen it. Like it's so hard to find guys to play goal. And like if I have to miss a game, I'm 12 deep in my Rolodex before I can find somebody. I actually used, had to use a rent-a-goalie yeah. app for crying out loud. I've never seen it like this. So out of the blue, end of the conversation, weird Woodley thing. But like, are you guys seeing the same thing? Maybe we throw I it out to, to the audience. Let us send us an email. Let us know if you're experiencing the same thing in your local beer leagues or pickup games. 
Well, it's it's hard too, and and the guys that that are playing are playing more, and that could have an impact. Like, if you played six days a week, what do you think your body would feel like? Garbage. Yeah. That maybe maybe this is just because I'm getting older. How many days a week do you need to play to feel your best? Three. I two. Pre- I prefer three, but I can get away with two. Yeah. Two would be awesome. Any more than three, and I'm I'm probably looking for somewhere else to live. And but you know, I, I was actually thinking about that just the other day because I I don't think one is enough. I think no. it not not nearly enough, and I don't think that's just related to ice time. And then you look at all these kids trying to develop their game coming up, right from you know, five years up till 16, 17, 18 year olds. And often they're getting one game a week. And as Spencer described in the interview today, like you just can't replace games played. That's come up time and time again. And yet young kids are coming up through the system, maybe playing once a week. And, uh, and even as beer leaguers, we recognize we need more than once a week. How, how you fix that, I don't know. But I think it recognizes the difficulty in developing as a goaltender. Well, one way to fix it, then Serena. Maybe, maybe that's why you're having trouble because all the beer league goalies out there are just saying, why get hit in the head out on yeah. the ice with a bunch of beer leaguers? I'm just going to stay home with sense arena. I think actually no, why I'm having trouble is I'm actually saying yes to too many of these games rather than actually just working on sense arena. I think the new sense arena slogan should be, and your hands don't stink. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be the, the ultimate slogan because you don't have to put on those mitts. No, uh, no laundry to do after practice. <laughs> For in my case, it would be Woody. You still stink, but your hands won't. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what do you think of Spencer's comments about the the wheels? Oh yeah, we almost forgot to mm-hmm, come back mm-hmm. to you on that, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, we've certainly seen that a lot. They talked about it um, because by the time you get to that level, you've you've been in skates and used to that lack of, lack of Dorsey flexion for so long, it can be a little much. So Bauer did port, sort of use a screw, is my understanding to. For guys, their first time to almost create like, um, like basically a limiter. I'm looking for the word mm-hmm. you use on a gas pedal when your kid's just learning to drive. You know, the that prevents them from going as fast as it could. Kind of like wait, that. Do, so just, wait, do those exist? Because I got somebody learning to drive right now. They do, and I'm just brain cramping on the name for it. But um, basically, so it limits how much forward it can go. And most of the time, guys will then take it out and go to the full range after a while. But it sounds like Spencer just likes it where it is. Not quite the full range of forward flex, but a certain degree of it. So now I'm dying to hear, Darren, what other modifications you've seen to these. Well, it, it deals with the the flex. And you guys are familiar with the the hinge part of it mm-hmm. and on the skate. And for those that, uh, that have not seen the Connect skate, uh, grab a... a visual off the internet and, and maybe at ingoldmag.com where there's a free and unlocked review. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. So you you know around the the hinge that uh wheel there's the plastic. Some some of the goalies are cutting down that plastic on the outside to create more flex because the 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 actual plastic will will come so forward but then it butts up against another part of the skate. So they're, in other words they're, they're trying to get- it out trimming it up and creating more flex wow. so to their skate. We've got guys that are putting a, 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 a limiter on there. Again, I'm looking for folks help me out here. Send it to ingoldmag.com, info at ingoldmag.com when you realize how stupid I am and that there's a proper word for this. But That's we've all got, three of us because I have no idea what you, uh, the word you're talking we, about. Either. We've got another, and we've got, you telling me we've got guys that are trying to create even more forward flex. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, on, 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 on both sides, a little bit in the back. 
just to create a, a more relaxed uh, leg ankle position. Straight up. Yeah. And then going forward, chopping that down and, and making sure that you can get a little bit more forward uh, with that skate. Uh, because coming from a couple of other uh, manufacturers, guys were not doing the eyelets uh, going all the way to the yep. top because they wanted the more flexation. And this this with the connect was just a little bit too stiff and now coming forward uh, a, a touch. So I, I thought that was fascinating that that with that hinge in there, they wanted even more flexibility in being able to lean forward. Something I would definitely like to try, but I'm not sure I can take a box cutter to my thousand dollar skates. Yeah, well, this yeah, toughie, the, hey? the guys I'm talking to have, uh, and this no, no, one guy course. in the east, one guy in the west. Yeah. Um, the other part was the uh, the belts, the being able to do them up and being able to dial it in. It's very much a trial and error. Try it, adjust it. Try it, adjust it. And they started at the very tight uh, part and then then moved on uh, and dial it back each skate. So just trying to get through it because it's. It's it is uh, uh, so much different than than any other skate that you've worn. Well, and the be- but the beauty is once you get it to where you like it, you can leave it there and it's the same every time. Spencer talked about it, like you know, boom, boom on the ice. No more skate laces. No more messing around. Getting out on the ice and being like, oh man, I didn't tie this tight enough. You know, now what do I do? I'm on the ice. I can't take my whole pad off to tighten, retie my skate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dialed in once you've got that spot and you're good to go for the rest of the time. The other big bonus. And this, this comes from a National Hockey League goalie who I talked to on the phone the other day. The idea that they can get ready so much quicker with those, those skates just latching up the, the belts, uh, the hinges, is such a, a great thing. Like, it, it cuts it down. It, you wouldn't think that tying up skates would cause that much of a difference, but, but he said he, he's done. He's out there. He's ready to go. Ready to rock with these new skates. When you're on the ice as much as those guys are. Yeah. Yeah, makes a difference. Love it. Uh, so there's just a, a little bit of insight. It's it's not groundbreaking stuff, but there is some modifications mm-hmm. being done to to create a little more sway in the hinge. I love it. I love it. No, you know, we think we've reinvented the wheel and guys want to... That's the nature the of wheels. custom goalies, right? We reinvented, reinvented the, the wheels, wheels and guys still got to customize and tweak it. Uh, awesome stuff, but... Uh, what's going on over at the Ingle Mag? More pro reads. We got more guests lined up this week to do even more pro reads. Uh, after our conversation with Spencer, we agreed to set up a time for in the next couple of weeks. Jeremy Swayman, same thing. So we'll be adding some fresh voices to the pro reads over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've got an article with Alex Nadelkovich with a great little, just the simplest tip on how to monitor whether you're placing your inside edge in a reverse VH when you're doing your warmups to sort of do your warm-ups, do your RVH work, work on your RVH, and then look on the ice and you'll be able to tell whether you're using that inside edge properly or not. Great little tip from him. That's up at ingolmag.com. Uh, we've got more work I'm supposed to set up uh, or have set up and, and supposed to hop on a Zoom call with Ian Clark from the Vancouver Canucks. So more Thatcher Demko drills, folks, and one of the best goalie coaches in the game sharing insights on how they do things, why they do things, and video of them doing those things. So lots of great stuff. No better place to get content from NHL goalies and goalie coaches that'll help make you a better goalie. Just $50 Canadian a year. It's practically free in the States. And for another two weeks, the month of October, right through the end of Halloween, 50% of all subscription revenue 
all new subscription revenue goes to our good friends at October Saves. So sign up now. You don't have to be a goalie to really appreciate those pro reads either. So even as, as a goalie parent, looking at that tip from Ned this week uh, that, that Woody just published, changed the way I was watching games this weekend because I noticed things happening on the ice as a direct result of reading that tip. And, and it just made it a, a more interesting experience to see what NHL goaltenders are doing. And spoiler, not every NHL goaltender is doing it the way that uh, Alex Nedeljkovic thinks it should be done. Well, I got to go, guys, because I haven't seen that yet, and I'm intrigued by it. I want to go watch it. So if you, if you guys don't mind, uh, can I go dive into Ned's tip? Sure, yeah. Woody, I'll finish off the show for you. Yeah, take, Woody? take it easy. With failing hands, I pass the torch. Uh, hit the like, subscribe button, and we will talk to you next week here on the In Goal Radio Podcast. Love y'all.